Comrades, one and all, it is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020, and welcome to episode 35 of Heal Alternative, ProWrestling.Cool's, uh, I was gonna say posse, but that ain't fucking true right now. It's a John- podcast. It is John- the f- interim official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool, though. It's not just cool, it's not cool. Yeah, let's... Let's get right on into it. We got a full house today. We got everybody here. It's me. It's John. We got Oscar. Hey. We got Trace. How you doing, John? And the EIC is in... Oh, wait, that's me. The editorial director is in the house. It's Owen. When you know I'm on the podcast, it's not a good time. It's a great time all around because, boy, oh, boy, yeah, some shit sure happened this week, and at first it was like... Boy, this is real bad. Could it get any worse? And then today it got all the way worse. This is why we do the podcast on Wednesdays. Indeed. So let us not waste any more time. Let's get right on into it. The first topic for this week. Hey, y'all, we fucking called it. COVID sure happened. Did. and Yeah. Wait, when did we call COVID was happening? Like, I had frequently been saying, like, is someone going to have to fucking die for them to take it seriously? And I know that... Oh, I thought you meant, like, you, like, called, like, a year ago. Oh, yeah, COVID's going to happen. No, not a year ago, but, we're like, February, we're like, this is going to get bad. And then it did. February feels like a year ago. It sure does. It, it really sure does. does. But, look, we've been waiting, you know, something that we've been talking about on this mm-hmm. podcast, on various podcasts uh, on this website, you know, your pro wrestling.cool financial reports, your idiots guides, your what have yous. One thing that we've had as a constant refrain here is, like Oscar said, someone is going to have to die for WWE, AEW, all these American companies that are not Ring of Honor to start taking this shit seriously. And it was only a matter of time until someone got the bug. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like the smart money that we had here was that it was probably going to be AEW that was going to get it first because of their, you know, what they've been doing with their crowds and all that stuff and not really respecting a lot of social distancing on their live episodes since, let's say, uh, early May. Mm -hmm. And also they don't have a miracle spray. True. They don't have a miracle spray that they spent a lot of money on, apparently. But, hey, turns out that, no, it was, uh, it was WWE all along that's gonna get fucked because, hey, they announced on, uh, Monday night at, like, quarter to 11 at night as Raw was starting to go off the air that, uh, news started coming out from Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet that apparently, uh, someone that was last seen at the Performance Center on June 9th, which I believe would have been an NXT taping, uh, I'm not entirely sure, though. They had said Um, it was a developmental talent as well. They did say it was a developmental talent, but that would also, that also could probably imply that they were one of the, say, quote-unquote, performance center recruits that they have in the crowd. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's not someone actively on the roster. Yeah, it's not, it's not entirely clear what their, what their role is, but the, the speculation I've seen is, is most likely it was a, it was a person that they pulled for the crowd. Regardless, though, where we're going at this, as you can probably guess is, yeah, someone that was last seen at the Performance Center on June 9th, uh, has now tested positive for COVID. And there's a good chance that, you know, that they may have been pre-symptomatic and exposed a bunch of people as well. 
all those people well, standing there for 10 hours on end, not having anything to, you know, maybe make them rest well or do anything that would maybe help their immune system or anything of that sort, just standing around there. And having to do a lot of cheering and clapping and mm-hmm. getting involved and putting on an, an act for the crowd and the television and doing all of these things where you're, you know, hey, for a disease that's spread mostly by, you know, large droplets that come out of your mouth and nose and, uh, and other orifices from your, you know, breathing and speaking and coughing and doing things, mm-hmm. when you're not wearing in an environment where you're not wearing a mask, like, yeah kind of hard to not spread shit well john thank god that they set up that plexiglass around the ring it's not like people get thrown through it or people just go around it during their entrances for any reason or people people just decide to run out in the crowd like as part of an act like you know say one uh dominic mysterio i don't know what you're talking about it's all safe john they would never do that I mean, he's not really in, uh, he's not really on the roster though, so I guess it's you know it's fine if he doesn't. He's a weird outsider. Yeah, who's yeah. only related to like Rey Mysterio, who has wrestled like a bunch of people. He's young; he can't get the virus. That's what that's what Facebook told me. Yeah, well, uh, baseball's got some words for you on that one. Or actually, any video else but baseball has words for you on that one. Yeah, good news: baseball's coming back, Trace. I uh, don't think it is. I they just said today that they may have struck a deal. Okay, well, I look forward to them shooting that one down as well. Did you hear uh, that Dr. Yeah. Fauci was all like, hey, you shouldn't play past September at all. And they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. So, Football's yeah, coming. Are. The, the fun thing about this all is, like, as people continue to affect infected and things of that nature, it's like, who all is now going to get sick? How is this going to spread and, uh, like, are they even going to find whoever patient zero was? Like, there could be someone asymptomatic that has caused this to start. They don't know how far back this goes. And well, we're probably never going to find out either because of HIPAA regulations, unless the person comes forward and says, it was me, I did it. At least WWE has been rigorously testing before this, right? Uh, well, by testing, you mean checking people's temperatures and having them fill out sheets that say where they've been and if they've been in contact with people who had COVID, then yeah. I feel like this is the part of the story, and not to hijack anything here, but I feel like this is the part where even I was getting dramatically misinformed by how the regimen of testing was between the two companies. And I thought both were just doing stupid temperature checking. As it turns out... MWB trying to make it look like they were doing more precaution, they were doing actually a little less, it sounds like, which is mind-boggling given how irresponsible AEW's been with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least, you know, say what you will about AEW, but they've, you know, the tests that they, you know, they've they've been not doing great tests. Like, they're mostly, they're doing the temperature tests, and they're doing one more test that I'm not entirely, I don't remember which one is, I don't think it's the antibody test, I think it's like the throat test. It's the, I think it's a swab test, I don't know if it's throat or the the one that touches up your nose to your brain or whatever, that one is that actually has been proven to, like, not be that accurate. I believe I heard it was the throat swab test okay, that they're doing. Which Although is even from, less accurate, I believe. Yeah, from what I hear, that's still not very accurate either. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I, hey, I guess this is the show where we where we oh where we put over AEW over you know WWE at all because fuck the bad place. But I mean, 
hey, for as much as we shat on AEW and everything they've done, it's still more than WWE, which is basically, they've come out and pretty much admitted that they've done nothing. They've done some temperature tests sometimes. Mm-hmm. More often than not, like th- like things that we've heard, rumors that we've heard have basically been like they've even let people that have fevers still perform. So long as they just be like, hey, you feel fine? You feeling any other symptoms? Which, last I checked, you don't just say, oh, yeah, I feel like I got the COVID when you don't know anything about this disease. If you feel, I mean, look, this is stuff we already know. This is frustrating. Yeah, it also doesn't help with the whole thing about the masks. Yeah. Because that's been a whole kerfuffle that's been going around of, like, you know, first the rumors were coming out and then people were saying that, like, oh, WWE is telling people don't wear masks. And, in fact, like, you know, they've they've pretty much said, or, like, I've heard uh, Wrestling Observer, uh, Brian Alvarez was saying on uh, on Wrestling Observer Live that he has heard from two people, essentially, that have told him that the... that. What they basically tell people there is, if you want to wear a mask, just don't come at all. WWE has since gone out this week and been like, no, that's not true. Anyone that wants to wear a mask is allowed to wear a mask. They can do that. However, this is all complicated by the fact that, like, TMZ did get a memo from back in April that, you know, seemed to suggest that, like, the protocol was that, hey, if you want to... If you want to wear a mask in the performance center, that they're cool with that. Like they absolutely want you to do that, but not when the camera's on. Yeah, nobody not, in that crowd. Have you ever seen a, ca- a anyone in you know where they tape the shows ever wear a mask? Not a single person. Because you think if if it was lax, at least one person would do it. But yeah, we've never seen one. Yeah, and even and I mean, let's be honest, like. Consider the company we're talking about here. Consider all the stories of like the soft pressure that these people that these people put on. The story. Consider the stories of like Rob Van Dam not wanting to work tribute to the troops and then basically being pressured over and over to work tribute to the troops. Consider. I mean, hey, we weren't even going to talk about it this week, but hey, since I'm I'm kind of like bringing it up, we might as well. Yo, consider the shit uh, coming out with the the recent lawsuit. Uh from the shareholders about Saudi Arabia and what happened at Super Showdown. Oh, God. Yep. Or Crown Jewel, rather. Crown I Jewel. forgot that also happened. Yep. Yeah, that, that was fucking a- yesterday. That was fucking yesterday that, like, we started hearing about uh, Confidential Witness 1 and 2, where Confidential Witness 1 was saying, hey, yeah, WWE really wanted to get a lot more money for the, the television deals and was, like, misleading people on what these television deals actually were and the prices they could actually get. And Confidential Witness 2, who pretty much recounted, you know, all those rumors that we heard about people feeling like they were held hostage and people being held there because of Vince pulling the feed in the middle of Crown Jewel. Like, yeah, he confirmed that story. I mean, you know... Obviously, it's one person's take, and there is another person, another witness that apparently, like, denied that story, but, you know, what else can you really say other than someone, yes, they did it confidentially, but someone is willing to put themselves under oath and say this thing and potentially open themselves up to perjury. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that someone is potentially Scott Dawson, but who knows? (laughs) Allegedly. Wait, have we, have we now said it's Scott Dawson and not Brody Lee? 
So the reason that it would make more sense for it to be Scott Dawson was because uh, the things that they said were this person started in 2012. Okay. So that would be either Brody or Scott Dawson. Okay. But this person stopped working for WWE in April 2020. Brody Brody was let go in, in December 2019. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, so that makes more sense then. It, it's got to be Scott Dawson. It's probably Scott Dawson. Yeah, which would say probably, but wink, say wink, yeah. nudge, nudge to the camera. Indeed. Yeah, so there's all that bullshit, and yeah, it's just like, with everything, that the point of my bringing that up was to say, with everything we know about WWE, with everything and they know how they operate, like... We know the soft pressure they put on people. We know the soft pressure they put on people to say, hey, don't talk about this Saudi Arabia thing. Hey, if you care about your job, you're going to do this. Hey, if you want to be, you, if you want to get some advancement, you're going to work this show that we want you to work. Or else mm-hmm. it might hurt you in the long run. With all that said, do you really think that they're going to, and how w- completely unwilling they've been to acknowledge what's going on outside aid in the world? completely unwilling to acknowledge any of this crisis, anything whatsoever, do you really think that they would let anyone wear a mask on screen? Not virus. Yeah, it's... I don't have a good answer other than to say it's WWE, what do you expect? It's going to be the natural most evil answer, I think, that we can imagine of this stuff, which is, you know, we run entertainment, we don't believe in creating fear we want to write our own narrative so yeah don't wear a mask and we make movies yeah it's the same but, level that you see we've had unfortunately come to know in the last four years and then some before then but especially the last four years but hey not to worry trace oscar owen because wwe's on the case as you know owen they have their magic spray the Magic Spray, if you want to hear us talk all about it and the company, uh, head over to that financial report we did. Join yeah. Uh, pro- which, which quarter was it? Uh, ProWrestling.CoolFinancialReport, uh, the WWE uh, Q1 2020 financial call uh, yep. from April 24th, 2020. Do you want to give us a little summary on the company for the people that haven't listened to that? Honestly, I don't really remember it because it was like two months ago, but like, yeah, it, it was pretty much, we, we did a little bit of research into the company on air, uh, and the people they're talking about, it's very sketchy and it doesn't seem like it has any real, like medical backing to it. I mean, just from the way Triple H was describing that spray is like, this doesn't seem, if this spray is true, why haven't they just dumped it on every building in America? Why indeed? I mean, that's what Triple H was basically saying. This is going to save everything. This is going to be great. We we put it on the rings and everything, and it's disinfected for for months. We yeah, put that the, shit on everything. You put it in your bloodstream. Like that. In fact, even that, like... They're running into issues, and not just for like something that claims it's going to magically disinfect of a virus that we don't quite understand yet, but even just trying to deep clean offices and stuff like that is actually getting people sick these days because deep cleaning stuff is not meant to be something where you just go back to work and start working in that office afterwards. You let the stuff air out because yep. it's meant for fumigating, basically. 
No, you're supposed to drink it. Duh. I can't even follow you with this sarcasm anymore. This is so actually bad. But also, they're they're taking some really proactive steps. Aside from their magic spray, they also didn't... They canceled all the tapings yesterday. And they canceled one of the shows that they were going to tape today. So instead of taping eight shows, they taped seven. Aww. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, you know what? I feel like taping next week's SmackDown was really going to put them over the edge. Technically, they didn't tape one of the shows tonight because NXT was live. Yeah, that was actually something that, that was going around was that, like, there was a lot of delays and everything because, of course, now they're actually having to test people. So people that couldn't get results or had things delayed weren't allowed in the building for once. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, even though even though they were, you know, working two different sites, like, you know, they had people at the Performance Center doing uh, Raw, SmackDown, Raw Talk, um, and I believe uh, 205 Live and Main Event. And then they, have, of course, had the, ta- uh, the you know, people at Full Sail doing uh, two episodes of NXT. But, yeah, like, the idea from what I heard was, yeah, the, like Owen said, uh, they were supposed to tape two episodes of NXT today, but they ended up having to do one of them live because everything just got delayed so much. And boy, you could tell it was live by Adam Cole's promo. Where he called Karrion Cross Killer Cross accidentally. Hey! <laughs> and that just threw him off for the rest of the promo. It was great. <laughs> Hey, you know when a wrestler has a name that's really cool and has been used for many, many years. Maybe don't change it and expect everybody to just fall suit immediately. And especially don't change it to something so close to the name that you're trying to make people not think it is. Yeah, but you know, Johnny Crossroads cares about that. I'm just saying, it's some real what's Karrion Cross doing in the impact zone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, this du- this company is basically the quality of 2010 Impact. What do you expect? You know what? 2010 Impact was more fun to watch. I, I can't follow you on this discussion here. I but... don't, nope. No. At least it was <laughs> such a train wreck that it was entertaining. No. The Menagerie. I rest my case. Nothing WWE has produced these days is as balls-to-the-wall stupid and entertaining as Claire Lynch. Uh, have you not been watching Raw? Have you not no. been watching the Lashley Lana Rusev thing? Claire Lynch was a better executed version of the Lashley Lana Rusev thing. There I said it. Don't fucking at me. I, I have Oscar. absolutely nothing for this. Me neither. Oscar. Yeah, honestly, there's nothing else really to say about this other than this was fucking inevitable. There, there is fucking blood on Vince McMahon's hand. Anyone that gets sick, anyone that gets, you know injure like a permanent fucking injury because of this anyone that fucking dies because of this like once again there is blood on Vince McMahon's hands not like it's the first time yeah and furthermore go on sorry go ahead I was just saying like, John we, we were having a discussion during uh, the backlash podcast which is over at patreon.cool about it's not just cool to give us money yeah speaking of injuries like how much better would it have been if they took a few months off 
and like let these people actually get healthy and not be risking you know their health in front of nobody yeah think of how excited that we would be to like actually see wrestling again like think about like how much that like going away helped fucking new japan and made us like actually really excited for them to come back and it gave them time to like think about things and do weird cool new shit like tai chi's cool music video yeah also just think about the fucking pop edge's first match back would have gotten i mean didn't you hear the pop it was like the biggest pop ever it was some very it. enhanced audio. The, the audio was flash. so enhanced. It was like a WrestleMania type crowd for that match. It was nuts. They got a fight forever chant. Jesus. I I felt like that was the actual crowd, which is not very good. Oh no, of course it was. That's why it sounded like fight forever. It felt like it did. It was forty minutes. <laughs> no, Owen. It was 44 minutes and 45 seconds. I mean, oh, thank God you were there. Time. You know, you know. Look, it's the greatest wrestling match ever. Oscar, there's too many people online saying that, and not joking. You know, nobody, nobody lambasted Okada Omega for going over an hour because that match is actually the greatest wrestling match ever. But those matches are shit compared to. Randy Orton versus Edge in front of a crowd of no one. No, no, there were people there. I heard millions. So, if I may hijack this away from what we're talking about, the bad, bad place and everything there, I think, like, WWE is fucked right now. They're in a lot yep. of trouble. Anything that happens now is going to start hitting media, hopefully. I mean, at this point, the cynicism in me says... Everybody's trying to sweep coronavirus under the rug because we've stabilized numbers. It's just a steady amount of people continuing to get sick, continuing to die. It's not going down. It's just staying level right now. And it's probably going to spike up given the Florida rates have gone to scary numbers as of late. Yeah, um, but we basically as a society or, you know, certain people as a society have, in our society have decided we don't care anymore. We're we're just going to let people die. It's fine. Like, you know, got it. World's got to start again. Sorry. And everybody is so dejected and defeated by everything and, you know, doesn't have jobs that, like, they're willing to be like, yeah, okay. But at what point does this potentially start affecting AEW? Like, again, think about the last couple of weeks of Dynamite where they've had gigantic crowds separating wrestlers and situations like that. It doesn't matter if those didn't get anybody sick, if their tests are actually working or anything of that nature. The fact is... If someone gets sick in an AEW, same deal is going to happen where everything, there's so much potential media blow up if anybody decides to actually start paying attention again, which might be the only thing that saves wrestling at this point from what we said was going to be a ticking time bomb. Do you really yeah. think like a media blowback is actually going to change the minds of these people that are running these companies? No, I think it's actually going Absolutely to not. annoy, they'd have to annoy enough fans that are you know, furious about this, but it's very apparent now that the general trend of people is we don't fucking care unless we get sick, which is stupid as hell. So mm-hmm. I, I guess at this point, the blowback may have been avoided and I hate it all the same. And speaking of ticking time bombs, New Japan has some policies in place, but I don't know. They're doing a good job 
of trying to respect the government's wishes and things of that nature, but I'm a little concerned because it's still a lot of self-testing and just temperature checks and occasional COVID tests. Yeah, but mostly it's just the antibody test. But you know, antibody test tells you if you've been sick. It doesn't tell you if you are sick. Right, and beyond that, the main thing they're telling wrestlers do is log anywhere they've been and limit their time in public spaces, which, no shit, you should be doing that anyways. So, it's hopefully likely that New Japan has had like 110, 120 days to rest up, stay away, stay home, and all that stuff, but they are just as much at risk of having coronavirus breakout at some point. Be it now, be it when they start introducing you know 10% or 30% crowds or whatever they want to end up doing, or whenever, this is going to continue as long as people are not taking a stand on this stuff or diverting to other issues. And that Indeed. is scary. Yeah, and the, the terrifying thing is, you know, just like Trey said, we don't know where this is going to go. Like, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's clear that none of these companies are really doing what they need to do. Right. Like, and, and Japan be... obviously has been the best about it, but, like, they're still taking risks. Everybody is taking risks right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody is playing with fire. It is basically just like, hey, and hopefully some of these companies will be lucky. Hopefully, like, WWE has caught this before anybody else gets sick. Hopefully AEW, New Japan, Impact... All these other companies that are running shows, tapings, like, closed sets, whatever you want to call them. Like, hopefully they're able to prevent anybody else from, you know, prevent anyone actually from being sick and infecting people. But you're playing with fire. Absolutely are. And that's the biggest thing about this. This is a disease that we have less than a year's research on. We don't know how it works, but we know it's fucking up people in ways that nobody really anticipated something like this to work for. It can fuck up your respiratory system. That retires a wrestler, flat out. Like, and it get, if it gets bad enough, you're talking lung transplants. Dead for a wrestler, probably, because I don't think they'd be able to last something. Like, they might be able to power through, but they're retired then. And yep. then there's neurological disorders that are resulting as of this. And other things like that. I've probably gone over this stuff before, but there are so many different ways that this could permanently disable a wrestler from their career. And you're just putting them out there. And this, and let's just say it as it is. This is an industry with no health care, yep. no benefits. It is all patronage. It is all if Vince McMahon, if Tony Khan, if whomever runs this company is willing to pay for your coverage and willing to pay for your medical your medical support. And, you know, hey, thankfully, you know, from everything we've supposedly seen so far, it seems like all the companies are doing that because they know that they would be absolutely fucked if they didn't. Mm-hmm. That would actually be the but one part that the blowback would happen on. But that's still not reassuring. No. It's never reassuring to have these, you have your fucking talent be, you know, again, it's patronage. It is fucking Mick Foley having to be the raw general manager because he needed money for surgery. Yep. Yeah, I have nothing good to say about that. All we can really say is more in this situation as it develops, and hopefully we'll have nothing to add next week, because yeah, the, <sighs> hopefully, the, like we said, hopefully they, caught, they nip this in the bud, but hard to feel like that's actually happened. 
the best scenario is whomever was actually positive in the test was not in the crowd, was not spraying out droplets, was actually there just short enough that they didn't get anybody affected. But we won't know that for at least two weeks. Mm. All right. Let's move on to our next topic here. Mm-hmm. Dear God, I'm not looking forward to talking about this, but... No. Y'all, we need to talk about David Starr. We do. Yeah. This was... Wait, wait. We're having David Starr. Isn't this you guys' favorite guy? He was. Yeah, he was. He's someone that we really love and really respected, and, well... Face tense. Where do we even begin with this? This is a whole mess on just not only what he did, how he's reacted to it today. Yeah. So, at 1247, uh, at Slay Mysterio on on Twitter, uh, someone who, my understanding is they used to be involved in the industry. They are no longer involved in the industry, but they are, you know, they have had... A lot of experience with David Starr. Uh, they posted that apparently people had been reaching out to her with screenshots of conversations with David Starr that confirm things that have, you know, apparently and, and you know, admittedly, I, I didn't know any about any of this until today. So, you know, part of my ignorance here. Um, but apparently there have been rumors that there are some bad things in his closet, uh, you know, some bad skeletons in his closet. And just to quote the tweet here, he's a sack of shit who mentally, emotionally, and sexually abuses his girlfriend. He kept old screenshots from 2016 to ever use against me if I were to speak up making me look angry and crazy. He has folders for several people. I don't like posting my own screenshots. Here's now an open letter to David Starr. And let me read the... uh Let me read this letter. Max, I am so tired of talking about you. I am so tired of you in general. It took a long fucking time to get over the trauma of dealing with you, and trust me, I've tried all of the ways. Anger, sadness, trying to be nice, literally anything. I left Twitter for a year to never see your name again. I left wrestling, the only thing that meant anything to me because you shat on it and I hate who I became after you. But I did it, I healed, and I came back, and I was fine, so why do I have a girl I don't know reaching out to me to discuss the shit ways you treat women? Emotionally, sexually, mentally. You rape women and you gaslight them after. I know you did it because you told old people you were scared I would speak up. How dare you have the audacity to tell me you don't remember that night in the hotel, and then your future girlfriends about it. That wasn't even the only time you pressured me into sex. Uh, sorry, the, look at it. You're, uh, you pressure a lot of women into sex, it seems. You're evil and disgusting. I don't want to bring down your career. I have nothing to do with pro wrestling aside from tweets. I don't attend and will never see you again, so that doesn't matter to me. Plus, it's a pandemic, so that wouldn't even make sense if this was about your career. I want you to stop hurting women. I want you to leave me the fuck alone when it comes to your relationships. You can save this for your Victoria folder and read it however many times you need to. Victoria, by the way, being a reference to uh, wrestler Victoria, who he apparently uh, dated. 
Uh, there's another woman that he that he names in his in David Starr names in his response that he's given, um, which seems to you know as all of this no. seems to indicate uh, here, there is a clear pattern. I believe that also this is Victoria writing this. Yeah, I believe this is the Tory that is the Slay Mysterio. I believe this is Victoria. Yeah. Oh, this is Victoria. Yeah, it's not the wrestler. She was someone with the industry. Okay. That's, so, thank you for that. that. That's good clarification. Yeah, no problem. Because, yeah, I know there was some confusion over that, and there were some people who were initially in this whole thread of things, jumping in thinking this was kind of a joke for some reason, and throwing memes in there as well. So um, there was a lot of distraction, a lot of falsehoods going around until this started actually blowing up. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. So, Did you see his response? Yes, we have, and I'm looking through a bunch of it, and he put out a response, and I don't want to blow up what you were going to say about this, John, but I'm going to say that he put on a lot of needless wording, and at the same time also did very much the same sort of gaslighting that this initial letter talks about. Yes, he did, and he definitely spent a lot of it, you know, kind of making excuses, and yes. I, but not kind of, just completely making excuses mm-hmm. for his behavior. You know, the old the old standards we always see basically of like, well, I was abused too. Or, yeah. well, I, you know, I, I had a bad relationship with my parents. I'm in therapy. Which, you know, I don't even know what to fucking say. It's just like, it's fucking, it's fucking abysmal to... As you know, and I, and I say this especially as someone that fucking deals with fucking mental illness issues here, like mm-hmm. as we fucking know from all of my fucking Americana spectacular shit, like to use your fucking to use your trauma to use your mental illness as an excuse for your behavior is just fucking shameful. Yes, it's a way to not own your your bullshit. It's a way to fucking try and get out of it and say how it's not your fault. Mm hmm. And that's basically what he's doing. What he could have just made it simple and said, yes, I have fucked in the past. I am continuing to fuck. This is all my fault. And basically leave it there. You know, say maybe maybe he should try to do better. But clearly it seems like from history he's not going to do better. And then no no excuses because there's no excuse. And just leave it there. Let people judge him. Let all come out on him. And then try and figure out a path forward from there but instead he god he just goes through all those kind of excuses you just brought out like four pages worth of a letter that should have been one yeah four pages a four page letter that shouldn't have even been a letter it should have just been i'm sorry i fucked up exactly Mm -hmm. like you said yes Like, instead of trying to, you know, like, basically being like, oh, I I feel so bad and I've been doing all these things. And, like, you know, saying – also the weird thing of, like, he wrote this a week and a half ago? So that's the other thing I get really fucking annoyed about with what his response is. He says he had letters ready to go a week and a half ago both to this Victoria and to some other people I think he mentioned, if I'm not mistaken – he mentions several names in here, uh, a, a Jackie, an Allison, a Callie, a Bella, uh, and any other partners I've had in all, all the torment I put you through. Uh, and basically, you know, mm-hmm. has admitted that he cheated on every single one of them. Right, which for one thing, he's just named them without 
saying anything and just put out a letter publicly about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That Very should have cool. been a private message, if anything, and should have been sent ages ago. Not just yep. we can have and say, oh, it's been sitting here. I'm just going to shove this out the door. You've just now, with some of the stuff he says in that letter, he specifically calls out circumstances and stories that actually expose the victims that he is dealing with and engaging with. And it is kind of fucking disgusting. Like talking about sexual exploits with them. Talking yeah. about like moments of they're very personal, intense personal, might be even triggering to them. This is not okay. This is not something you put out on the internet widely and say, well, I was going to put this out anyways. No, you send it to them directly and you let them decide how they're going to deal with it. Yeah. And and to do all of this while specifically saying, oh, but I, I'm not a sexual predator. I didn't yeah. commit rape rape. I've looked into what gray rape is. Which, yeah. that The fact yeah. that you have to say it multiple times is damning. Yeah. Like... How do you fucking constantly find yourself? I'm like, I'm sorry. How do you fucking constantly find yourself in situations where you are like not respecting people's boundaries and there has to even be a question of like, did you do something unforward here? Yep. The fact, the fact that if you find yourself in a situation as well, that's like, you have to find the right definition of, to make sure that you, to make sure that what you did isn't considered rape. Yep. Like, like, when you're stretching for alternative definitions. At that point, yeah, you just need to swallow the bullet that you have just basically created and say, no, I am the baddie here. I have done a bad thing here. I need to just figure out what goes on next because I can't change the past that I fucked up terribly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And part of that is just him saying, I fucked up. I have to own this now. It is forever a part of me. And then you have to change going forward. But, like, it seems very evident from his messages he doesn't think he fucked up as badly as he really did. And I've seen nothing about how he's going to change because he's the excuses for how he acted in the past. Which is, again, I, I could go in loops around this, but it's intensely frustrating. Yeah. Yep. While trying to, yeah, well, and again, while trying to, you know, take a woe is me thing of, you know, like, mm-hmm. basically saying, like, oh, you know, I'm not a predator, I'm not all these things, but, like, you know, I'm not trying to duck the consequences here, and, uh, you know, and being like, perception is reality. I mean, Also, the fact that he paid to promote, to have the tweet as a promoted tweet. Well, I did hear that, too. I want to step in on that one, because apparently, and just to put some, maybe... Uh, breaks on that part because okay. he's mentioned this before before this whole thing blew up apparently if you promote just one tweet nowadays twitter starts promoting your other tweets every now and then oh, to no. try and get you to start promoting more focused and things like that and he promoted way back when on like one of his like we the independent or something of that nature and he keeps getting more promoted tweets as a result so it's picking some bad ones now Yeah, that's some... Damn, that's the algorithm going fucking hell mode. Yeah, that's... Now, I don't have any proof of that. I just... That's what he said before this all blew up, so... And that was like a week or two ago where he was talking that because somebody noted that there were some other weird tweets his that were getting promoted like that. And he said, well, yeah, I'm not promoting them. 
it's literally I promoted one tweet and the idiots are doing this more and more. I still just can't get over the fact that he had this response prepared for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... I'm looking at, like, the final tweet he has in one of these chains is something that's perfectly fine after you say, like, everything this person says is true. I fucked up. It was wrong then. It's wrong now, basically. He could say after that, I'm going to keep working on me so I can be the partner I need to be to someone someday. But you don't say anything more than that. You don't excuse anything. You just say, I fucked up, and then that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I will not... In fact, I've got to press unfollow on him right now. Yeah. I'm just... I'm And I'm just reading the, the tweet he said right before that of... Mm-hmm. There's no sense in going on the offensive. No matter what I say, I'm the bad guy. No pity party. It is what it is. Which, which is the most pity party fucking tweet ever. The last time I read something like that, it was legitimately like Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity talking about his own rape accusation. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating. It's, it's gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I really don't even know what else to say. If it's fucking annoys me that someone who has done so much to try and move a business forward would not, in the process of trying to do very radical, and obviously radical in the extremist terms, not actual 80s talk, but mm. in all these very progressive things in professional wrestling in industries in politics and not fucking check his own closet and deal with it first and i know he's not the only one i know there's a bunch of people have these kind of issues and they're just waiting to blow up but yeah if he had somehow just dealt with this and said yes i have done bad things in my past but i'm growing beyond them if he had dealt with them when it was timely to do so before it basically got thrown in his face like this before he had someone in his past who had been getting other people creating basically a whisper network around him. Yep. It might have made his actions continue to be impactful. Now everything he's done is going to unravel. Yeah. Yeah. And not to make this sound like um, I'm putting comedy into this, but... God, I hope Pineapple Pete can like pick up the pieces and run with what he was doing and doesn't have any skeletons in his closet because I know Suge D was kind of an ally. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. Because, yeah, it's, it's the problem. That is the huge problem here is this, like, shit like this is exactly the fucking ammunition the fucking people need to just say, like, well, you shouldn't fucking care about, like, the argument that we should, you know, unionize the, in- the industry. You shouldn't care about these things because look at the people saying it. Mm-hmm. If exactly. you can't trust them, why would you tr- trust their arguments? Exactly. And, yeah, they're, they're ad hominem attacks, and they have nothing to do with the subject hand, but it's a character attack, and then that starts bringing other stuff in question, and at that point, the people you want to draw in are already not paying attention or distracted or frankly just say fuck you and walk away. Mhm. And it it angers me cuz like this is somebody I wanted to believe in. And yeah. I can't. 
Exactly. This is someone that we all wanted to fucking believe in and wanted to see as someone that is like an actual ally, someone that is like, you know, doing the right thing and actually someone that is, you know, there for the people in this industry. And, and it seems like and now I'm seeing like just all these other things. Um, so Darius Carter, uh, a, a person, a wrestler that I like who appears on Catalyst Wrestling, you know, the best show. <laughs> he he tweeted out a take on this that I I wanted to share with y'all because it stuck out to me. Um sorry, I lost his Twitter here. Uh 3 years ago at the product yeah, uh David Starr God damn it, why is it not loading? Sorry. I know this is really great com. No, it's content. fine. Like 3 Twitter's years ago the to- on, Three sorry. years ago, David Starr spent his day berating me after posing as a friend the entire time prior and saying I should quit wrestling. Today, karma has come. I now give him his own message. Quit. This business simply doesn't need you. If we can't wrestle, expose frauds. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the kind of thing that's like... If this is what's all, what else is coming out now, if this is what's fucking, you know, if if this if these fucking accusations has gone has are enough to fucking make people come out of the woodwork to say like actually no this guy was really shitty to me and like really fucking like bringing you know holding back like new developing talent like those kind of people that he says he fucking supports and like literally acting like a friend to their face and then fucking turning on them and telling them they should quit like it's unconscionable Mm -hmm. it's unbelievable and i think it's just people it's kind of like other certain networks like cops and Situations get where people are scared to speak out because they're worried they'll get blacklisted, basically, one way or another. Like, that Tori that we are talking about earlier tweeted later on, in fact, just an hour ago. A lot of wrestlers are quiet because a lot of wrestlers used to tell me it was a bad idea to post my personal business on the timeline. Just imagine how many wrestlers know this kind of stuff, have known this kind of stuff, and don't speak out because they're scared of rocking the boat, they're scared of not getting another job because they said something bad about a darling wrestler out there. Absolutely. Especially a darling wrestler that has, you know, some level of influence and some level of power. Like Basically it's the, not like it's not mm-hmm. like David Starr is this huge fucking important wrestler, don't get me wrong, but like he's an in, yeah, like you said, he's an indie darling who had a lot of sway and mm-hmm. a lot of people that you know that would listen to him. Yep. And it's, yeah, it, I, there's going to be a lot more of this until we finally start calling people out, getting enough people in wrestling to eject this kind of behavior, this kind of assholishness. But when that day comes, maybe beyond our lifetimes. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, all we can say is that, you know, our, our hearts go out to, to all of the people that have had to suffer through, you know, his fucking complete and utter bullshit and his horrifying behavior. And again, the fact that, you know, it's, it's like we always see. It's, you know, it's like we always see with people like this. It's always a pattern. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's never just, it's never just one story. It's never just one thing. There is always a pattern. And that pattern always comes out. Mm-hmm. 
and also just sorry to all those people who just got their names exposed on the internet by him and his bullshit private message like please stay safe out there hope nobody you know hope you don't catch any flack because somebody finally identifies you based on his bullshit yeah because lord knows you know you gotta know that there's gonna be some people out there that are gonna want to fucking retaliate yeah or try and discredit somehow to recover him which is not worth it at this point and hopefully enough people see that in this day and age i'm not confident of that the only the only thing that i can think of is because of how polarizing david star was the people that were supporting him hopefully are not still and the people that were against him you know, would be the kind of people to retaliate, but they're not going to go to bat for David Starr. Mm-hmm. And it's the only potentially good thing about this is that he potentially has put himself in a situation where he has, in fact, burned all of his bridges. Like. Yeah. Yeah, all he has left now is independence and. Like, actually was looking to see if, like, Over the Top or whatever the biggest championship he has, if they were going to say anything about him yet. But chances are pretty good that wherever the wherever the organization is, they had that match with Jordan Devlin with. Um, if they burn him and say he's not welcome there anymore, he's pretty much shit out of luck until he completely redeems himself, which might be never. Yeah. Because WWE's burned him. They don't want any piece of him after the stuff he said. AEW, I'm just going to flat out say, probably won't want to piece him because they have no interest in him. And especially now as well, his yeah. name is... Yeah, if there is ever any interest in him, like, Impact. and I, I completely agree with Trace, that probably because of his very, you know, pro-union stance, there was no interest in him. Right. There's definitely none now. Yeah, that would be the, the only reason. The only way I could ever see someone like WWE picking him up is purely so they can just pettily say, your name is nothing now and we are going to make a mockery out of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have a question. Yes. Because yeah. remember when he was blackballed by all these companies, do you think it's purely because of his union stances or do you think that word was going around about his behavior behind the scenes and that added to it. I mean, there is the stuff that Ryan Nemeth had said where, you know, he made a tweet back on March 8th that seemingly called him out. Mm-hmm. I did uh, see his, his follow-up tweet to that today. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, that's one of his cases where it's really hard to say for sure because this is why you get a lot of rumblings about stuff and people don't get opportunities, but the whisper network persists and it's only until somebody goes public that we actually see the overwhelming avalanche of skeletons pouring out of the closet. Yep. The thing is, I do believe that someone like WXW, I do believe that that was a case of WWE saying, cut your ties with him. Oh, it absolutely was. Especially given they gave him a full chance to exit properly. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing is, I think that it was because of his unionization stance, because most of these companies gave him the opportunity to have a 
a great send-off. Mm-hmm. But that's but you know right there we've just made the you know we've just made the per- per- perfect point for this is that now the well is completely poisoned. Now yeah. we can never know because you know with everything that we said like who knows how deep the whisper network was who knows any of these things who knows what people knew and when they knew it and how they knew it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I finally did find OTT Wrestling's uh, Twitter account they have said nothing about this but I would expect you're going to hear a comment in the next couple days I mean a, a thing that you kind of have to take and bear in mind as well is that a lot of these accusations by the time they came out it would have been midnight in the UK. Yep, for sure. So it really is hard to say. Mm-hmm. This fucking sucks. It does. It really does. This is a terrible fucking situation, and this is completely fucking shameful. Like. Yeah. I think it just goes to show just how scummy the wrestling business can be and why if you ever have those dreams of being a wrestler, number one, clean your own fucking closet out of any drama. And drama's putting it very, very poorly, I will say. Yeah, Yeah. like, there's drama, and then there's rape accusations. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, that's maybe poor choice of words there, but deal with your own situations first and then prepare to find out that everybody in that industry sucks shit because it's probably what it is at this rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's it for us. I don't... There's there's nowhere else to go from there, I don't think. I have only, like, one or two good things to say about AEW. Yeah, let's. That, that's a good point. Let's let's just put some good news at the end here because they did clo- some. Yeah, let, they did some creative stuff at the end at Dynamite today, and like, look, they're still ignoring coronavirus. I mean, they're monitoring as best as one can, quote unquote, without like flat out telling people to stay home like they really should. Like we've said for weeks, for months now, but and admittedly, good- it was a taped episode this week. Okay, that's good. So they had a few interesting reveals. So this whole week, or whole last couple days, they've been promising the debut or of the now-signed, the now-all-elite Anna Jay, which ended up being one of the more interesting situations in that she actually wasn't the feature of the segment. This they was actually such was, a good fake-out. This yes. was an incredible fake-out because they had said nothing about what actually was going on. Her opponent was Abaddon, which, yes. if you don't remember, is like, imagine, like, Sue Young on steroids. And, like, even creepier. Like, this is somebody you'll see in Dead by Daylight, if you play that game. Or oh, in a horror movie of any sort. She is a lady that stalks you in your dreams. This is great. And this she's awesome. fucking signed because she beat Anna Jay on the Anna Jay in action match, which never fucking happens, and we know this. That's always a jobber match, and the jobber turned out to be the actual signee they were going to brag about. Hell they, yes. They've announced on Twitter now that she has signed. Yeah, Abaddon has signed, and like everybody's freaking out about it. Like Even Nala Rosa's like, I don't want any part of this shit. Let me get some salt. I'm going to 
you know, put it all around the ring. Get to me some sage. Because <laughs> she's so goddamn good. She is going to freak people out. She's going to be like Darby Allen level of getting noticed if she gets her wrestling under control. Can I also just mm. say, I'm really happy she signed after the Nightmare Collective fizzled out. Yes. Absolutely. Because yep. she would have been a part of that and it would have sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also worth noting, because this broke, I think, while we were getting ready to record here. So we had a surprise matchup for the open challenge for the TNT Championship. In the NWA TV champion, I believe is what they said, Ricky Starks challenged Cody. He sure did. It was a okay match. It was an okay match. Uh, Ricky Starks had looked good. Ricky I... Starks has signed. I was happy oh, to good. see Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he signed. He's going to be part of the roster now. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's cool. Cody is so totally a heel. Yes, Cody is. If he's not a heel, then he should be. Because holy shit, it's just he he's trying his best to look like the good guy here, and he's looking like old Bullet Club selfish Cody. The, yep, the, the belt is making him evil. Um, no, I think it's Cody making Cody evil here. Yeah, I think it's just Cody being Cody. What if MJF, though, knew that this would happen if Cody had a belt? And that's why MJF was like, for the sake of the world, Cody can never hold a belt. Is this like the second week we've brought up the idea that MJF or somebody else is King DDD in this situation? <laughs> I think it is. God damn it, because it's true. But also, fuck MJF. Fucking I mean, yeah. bold of you to assume that I remember anything we talked about on last week's podcast. I mean, I barely remember it myself. I just remember that I've had to make a reference to Kirby's adventure and King DDD actually not being the bad guy. Duh. A duh, excuse me, sir. I didn't realize there was a nightmare hiding inside the Fountain of Dreams. King, King, duh, duh, duh. Is there anything else from, from Dynamite? No. Not really, no. no. From NXT, if you want to hear it, sure, let's hear sure. it. Because, as you know, AEW is doing Fighter Fest as a two-night event on TNT. Oh no! So WWE's got to compete against it. Oh, I can't no. believe WWE has booked Jaw Rule. I wish, but yeah, on night one, which is July first, they're <laughs> gonna have. Keith Lee defend the North America title against Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. What, was Dominic Dijakovic busy? Clearly. Don't worry, they have time they can add him. And then, for night two, which is the eighth, the winner of that match will face Adam Cole in a winner-takes-all match. Oh, great. We got another Tetsuya United brooding here. Brewing here. Or they've, or they've just realized, or they've just realized, why the fuck do we have a North American championship? Hopefully, everyone deserves two belts. Johnny, two Adam belts. Two here belts. we go. Wait, I mean, we have barely those straps. Just have Keith Lee put the snaps on both belts so that he can wear both belts as one big belt around his waist. But oh no. He attached the belt around somebody else right behind him. Who said it's Dominic Dajakovic? Aw, oh, shit. 
What if Keith Lee and Dominic Dodger do the fusion dance to fight Adam Cole? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they have to defend the belts together now because you put the belts around both of them. I'm glad Rhythm Bastard's not here to draw this monstrosity that we've invented. Rhythm Bastard only draws monstrosities when it involves me getting getting uh, into sexual relations with various animals. Listen yeah. to Listen to I'd rather not on zonecasts.com. I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, it's the name of the show. Are we done here? Trace Tr- is gone. Yeah, we're, we're done. We're done here. I'm y'all, I apologize profusely for the fact that I have just completely come at a loss for words in the past 10 minutes. It's just fuck all of this. Yep. Like fuck this. Fuck these trash dudes that fucking like manipulate people and use people and fucking abuse people and then fucking try them. No, I didn't do that. What? Like fucking own your shit. Yeah, own your sin. And fucking kill your idols. Yeah. All idols are bastards. Yeah. The only thing, you know, like, the only thing that we can say is that, you know, honestly, it's like, the shit that, you know, it's like, the shit that fucking David Starr claimed to stand for is shit that matters. Like, intersectionality, unions, like fucking treating people in this in this industry with respect and dignity. Like these are all things that are fucking important. And this and that's the sad thing is here is that like we have lost what was a good messenger because he was a fucking false messenger. He was not the messenger we needed. And now it's up to us. It's up to every single one of us to keep carrying on that message because this shit is important, and this shit matters, and we can't fucking lose this just because the fucking piece of shit asshole that was, like, making himself the f- center of it is a fucking garbage trash fire. Amen. Yep. On that note, that's it for us. I don't know, do y'all want to plug things? I, I don't, don't find me. You know, honestly, at this point, don't find me. There's drama in my F1 stuff. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, doesn't feel right to plug my shit right now. I'm good. ProWrestling.cool, if if you want to keep checking out what we're doing. That's where we hang out. That's where we live. We got a Patreon at Patreon.cool. You, you want to give us money, that's cool. But frankly, you want to give some money to, like, I don't know, some kind of, like, sexual assault survivors organization uh some you know organization that works with fucking like abused women you know what this week especially you should fucking do that and like put it in anyone's name but david star This has been episode 35 of Heel Alternative, the interim official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. Just, just be good, y'all. Just don't be shitty. Be fucking, like, good to people. Fucking pe- pe- treat people with the fucking respect and dignity that they fucking deserve. Don't just fucking use people as, like, punching bags for your own fucking trauma. Hmm? If you do, fucking own up to it. Own your shit.
No excuses. Just, just admit, and then correct. Yep. 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 Yeah, I'll come back now. You here? <laughs> Brought to you by the Zonecast Network. Executive produced by Owen Douglas. Visit zonecast.com for more shows. 